Hi, Stephen Thompson. Hello, Linda Holmes. Stephen, we are here at 1.27 a.m. because the Golden Globes were last night, and we're here to wrap the whole thing up. Yeah, usually the Golden Globes are the booziest of the awards shows, but this year's ceremony struck a different tone. That's right. This is the first major awards telecast since a floodgate of sexual harassment allegations opened against, you know, Hollywood power players like uh, Harvey Weinstein and other people. Host Seth Meyers didn't shy away from the allegations, addressing them in the opening seconds of his monologue. It's 2018. Marijuana is finally allowed and sexual harassment finally isn't. Good boy, Seth Meyers. On this episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour, we'll talk about who won big, who went home empty-handed, and if Oprah just launched her 2020 presidential bid. So stick around. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club. Discover hand-selected wines from award-winning vineyards around the world. Learn the stories behind each one and enjoy unique bottles inspired by your favorite NPR shows, all with the convenience of home delivery. A special welcome offer includes a bottle of weekend edition Cabernet Sauvignon. If you're 21 years or older, join in the fun at nprwineclub.org. All right, you met me and Stephen. Also joining us in historic Studio 44 in these wee hours is our buddy Glenn Weldon. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Linda. And the first thing that I want to ask is, you know, Stephen, we just heard that clip of Seth Meyers. How did you feel like he fared as the host? I think he had to thread a needle very, very, very finely. He had to, among other things, acknowledge that he was a straight white man hosting an awards show that was uh, not about straight white men. Yeah. And so that's a very, very finely calibrated feat to try to pull off. Right. And I think he he did it well, in part through jokes that did not pull punches. There's a Harvey Weinstein joke in that monologue that really kind of... I, I actually kind of gasped. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein isn't here tonight because, well, I've heard rumors that he's crazy and difficult to work with. But don't worry, he'll be back in 20 years when he becomes the first person ever booed during the In Memoriam. It'll sound like that. Yeah. Which is what they what you're supposed to kind of do with these things, yeah. but you almost never do. Yeah. Remember when Ricky Gervais hosted these things and it was mm-hmm. all about how naughty he was? Well, and it was naughty because he'd be like, Hugh Hefner's really old. Right. And he'd be like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and so this this monologue felt current and cutting, and it also felt at one point he he had a funny line kind of early in his monologue talking about how he was kind of the first awards show host right. in this climate. By the way, a special hello to hosts of other upcoming award shows who are watching me tonight like the first dog they shot into outer space. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And it's it's solid. a good it's a good solid joke, but our our pal Tasha Robinson on Twitter had made a great point where she was saying these other awards show hosts, what they're really doing is saying, Well, there's another sexual harassment joke I can't make because right. it's already been made. Yeah, yeah. well, And I think that's true. And I think also Seth Meyers was lucky in this case because he is on his own show, a sharer of credit with writers. And that set him up to use this bit that he does on his late night show, Jokes jokes Seth Seth Can't Can't Tell, tell. (laughs) 
where he does the setup, but then on the show, it's a couple of his writers will come and do the punchline. And because they aren't, as he put it, straight white men, the punchline sounds different coming from them. Right. So they did a similar bit here. Let's start. Where's Jessica Chastain? Jessica Chastain, everybody. There she is. Give it up for Jessica. So I'm going to say the setup, and Jessica's going to say the punchline. Okay, here we go. The Golden Globes turned 75 this year. But the actress that plays its wife is still only 32. In a lot of ways, if you're Seth Meyers, no joke that you can do, no matter how biting it is, is as good as just sharing credit. Let other people talk and be funny. Yeah, and when that happens, like the Amy Poehler bit, uh, the joke itself wasn't great, but their dynamic was what you're there for. Do you want to do one? Uh, yeah, I'll do one, but I don't need your help. Yeah, but no, I, I do the setup and then you do the punchline. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> you're, you're explaining something I already know. Is this the mansplaining part of no, the no. evening? I just don't yeah. I mean, they, they just seem to really that. enjoy each other. And yeah. that's kind of, that makes up for a bad joke. Or yeah. even a middling joke. Yeah. And then Seth Meyers sort of disappeared for a long period of Which time. Which tends to they do. For a while, it seemed like everything was very on theme with the way the red carpet had been so focused on these issues of harassment and abuse and uh, times up this initiative to support workers. And for a while, that seemed, you know, Big Little Lies and some of the other work that was being honored. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale. And then it kind of meandered a little bit. And that started to kind of deflate a little bit. And then... And then Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Then we stepped into the convention floor of the 2020 Democratic National Convention where we watched Oprah Winfrey accept the nomination. So so Oprah Winfrey is the first black woman to win the Cecil B. DeMille Award. And very few black people at all and not all that many women have won that award. And she began speaking about Sidney Poitier winning the Oscar. She spoke about her own experiences. But then it really became very much about all of these issues of uh, harassment and uh, and abuse and justice in general. She spoke about, she spoke very eloquently, I thought, about the role of race in these issues, which was something that was kind of draining out of it yeah. as you got a lot of your your Laura Dern and mm-hmm. your, your Elizabeth Moss and all that stuff. And I thought it was really important to have such a prominent and powerful black woman speaking in that moment. Each of us in this room are celebrated because of the stories that we tell. And this year, we became the story. But it's not just a story affecting the entertainment industry. It's one that transcends any culture, geography, race, religion, politics, or workplace. Going to be plenty of jokes about how this is her presidential bid, right? Um, but it, there is a different register, a different tone in that speech, especially toward the end, that we have not seen from her before. We've seen her speak mm-hmm. a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and we've seen her, you know, hand out cars to people, but uh, we haven't seen her do quite that call and response that she's doing in that particular speech, and that feels fundamentally different from her. So I want all the girls watching here and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, it will be because of a lot of magnificent women, many of whom are right here in this room tonight. 
Yeah, I felt like she kind of recentered the evening yeah. around all of those ideas. And that seemed to me, I could be wrong about this, but that seemed to almost be what riled up Natalie Portman, who yeah. came out <laughs> yeah. just after that they presented Best Director. Natalie Portman came out with Ron Howard, nicest man in America, perhaps. <laughs> and they, you know, prepared to present Best Director. And Natalie Portman said, And here are the all-male nominees. <laughs> I don't know if it really was completely off the cuff, but it kind of felt like it was. Yeah. Although I really valued and loved that thundering Oprah speech, and I would listen to it, you know, every day if I could. And I can, come to think of it. I loved some of these little just tossed off, you know, Natalie Portman just kind of being mad and just kind (laughs) of... I'm here, I can, what are they going to do to me? Which was what some of the red carpet stuff felt mm-hmm. like to me too. The way the people on the red carpet kept poking the E people yeah, about the fact great. that yeah. E recently had someone leave because she said there was a pay disparity between her and her co-host. It was like poke, poke. People just kept dunking on E <laughs> on the E red carpet show to Ryan Seacrest and Juliana Rancic's face. Mm-hmm. That was funny. That was funny. To me. I don't know. What? So, so there were, in addition to all of this, there were these awards. Right. I, so I hear. That were handed out. We should talk about the fact the big dramatic film uh, winner was our favorite. Oh, my God. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I don't want to redo my no. whole thing. I don't like this movie. You can listen to our episode about it. Yeah, but it did right. win. Sam Rockwell won for it, as did Frances McDormand and uh, Martin McDonough's screenplay. Plus, wow. it was best drama film. And boy, I don't get it. But you uh, know. I think I do get it. We t- we're talking about this, right? This is not the Oscars. This is the Golden Globes. Yeah. The Golden Globes, historically, uh, they are. It's the Har- Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Mm-hmm. So they tend to like film actors doing television. That's historically they like. They tend to like finding ingenues or, or at least finding new talent uh, like uh, Rachel Brosnahan this year on yeah, Marvel's mm-hmm. Mrs. Maisel. But they also are looking at American film from a, a non-American point of view. Yeah. And if you agree that Three Billboards is tone deaf to American racial issues in the way that somebody from outside America would be, then that, 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 that kind of lines up. Yeah. I kind of understand. I, I kind of understand. And not Get Out, which it probably should have been. Yeah. But, but this film, which is coming from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. And, and Get Out, of course, they had put under comedy or musical, yeah, which, sure. you know, I mean, it's not a musical, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, there are elements of comedy in Get Out, yeah. certainly. But, uh, but yeah. Well, and as frustrated as I was about Three Billboards, not my favorite movie of the year either, to say the least, I was so excited to see Lady Bird get awarded. As much as I also wanted to see Get Out win, uh, I love Lady Bird so much. uh, uh, Saoirse Ronan won Best Actress in a Comedy Mm -hmm. or Musical. Lady Bird Mm -hmm. is not also not a comedy or musical. But to see that film awarded and to see her awarded, I found really heart-swelling and delightful. And to see Greta Gerwig get her her due for... what I just think is a wonderful, wonderful film. Yeah, uh, was, was 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 exciting. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you sit there like the Golden Globes don't matter. Crossed you know, arms are crossed, and then you're like, then you're like, wow, Lady Bird. Yeah, <laughs> something I like. Yeah, it's a. Uh, and I also would say we're going to talk more about Itanya on Friday. 
even though I have kind of some mixed feelings about that film, mm-hmm. the Allison Janney performance in that film as Tanya Harding's mother, which won a Golden Globe, is a, a really fun performance. And heaven knows I love Allison Janney. And, you know, the more opportunities she gets to be celebrated, the happier I am in general. So Sure. She has no know. shortage of awards, though. I mean, that's one thing. And, no, and no. That, that shouldn't Emmys, make a difference. I wanted Laurie Metcalf to win. See, this is the thing, right? <laughs> so this is the throwdown between Laurie Metcalf and Allison Janney, which is, a, which is a fight I would watch. There are no, there are no <laughs> sure. losers. There are no losers fight. in that fight. But yeah, it was a, again, uh, we've seen Alice and Jenny give plenty of acceptance speeches. I know. And, and, and Laurie Metcalf is Laurie Metcalf. You know, That's what are you going to do? Who, who is voting against Laurie Metcalf? That's true. Oh, did you guys think the speeches were a little, yep. a little muted? Not little muted, uh, but like not terribly memorable in a, in a night where there was so much. Yes and no. So many people had so much to say, and yet it didn't feel like it came out in the speeches the way it usually does. Oprah aside, obviously. I think Oprah aside, there were also a couple of speeches. I think uh, Laura Dern's speech, Mm -hmm. she spoke really specifically about some of these harassment issues from the perspective of restorative justice, Mm -hmm. which is when you actually try to make right the wrongs that have happened and go after kind of some kind of repair to those injuries. So she was talking about things like you have to take the people who have have spoken out against abuse and harassment, you have to hire them and, you know, make sure that they have work and make sure that they are made whole as much as possible. And that I thought was was really quite moving. I do think that there is a way in which award speeches are often kind of wacky Mm -hmm. in a way that I usually like. And I do think it was harder to do a wacky speech. Mm -hmm. And regrettably, I think the person who tried the most to do a wacky speech was James Franco. And I was not in the mood for James Franco kind of broing out. So James Franco won for uh, The Disaster Artist. And, you know, the, the... the odd and unpredictable Tommy Wiseau was there, came up on stage, tried to talk, it looked like, yep. and uh, Franco didn't let him. I wasn't into it. I enjoyed The Disaster Artist. I'm not into the whole scene, sure. I admit. <laughs> uh, you know who I love his career is Gary Oldman. You know who I didn't want to see win was Gary Oldman. I'm going to pretend that this was he won this for Sid and Nancy or for uh, any number the of... Fifth Element. I, yeah. would, I would totally, element. totally give it to him for that. But man, I mean, so so he should have like awarded his jowls. I think his, yeah, his I Winston Churchill jowls. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, but doesn't it feel like you have? <laughs> <laughs> I will admit it does. I also feel like having seen Dunkirk. Do I really need to, you sure. know, in the same year? Speaking of uh, of Dunkirk, one of the major Oscar contenders that was completely shut out tonight, right. mm-hmm. Get Out, was yep. completely shut out very frustratingly. So uh, Call Me By Your Name, yep. totally shut out. The Ugh. Post, The Post, which they made a joke at the beginning yeah. of the show about how it was going to win all the awards, and then that it was, didn't win tough. anything. Yeah, that was tough. And I do want to mention also a couple of other things, uh, some actors that we really like. One on television, we like Aziz Ansari. Sure. He won for Master of None. Uh, we like Sterling K. Brown. He yeah. won for This Is Us. He is terrific. So a couple of those things made me really happy. We did mention Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yep. on Amazon. The Golden Globes love Amazon. Yeah. They they also uh, awarded Best Comedy a couple years ago to Mozart, Mozart in the, the jungle. jungle. Yep. And everybody sort of went, mm, what do you 
really <laughs> nothing against Mozart in the Jungle. Just most people, I think, hadn't seen it. But I mean, what I've seen of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is it's very, very charming. Yeah. It's very charming. It was in my happy yeah. one time. Yeah. And is it churlish to point out that Aziz Ansari won for Best Actor for yes. uh, Master of None? And there are many th- great things about that show and about his contribution. And his acting might not be the, <laughs> the one I rank highest. I think it's I just... a little bit harder than you think. Yeah. yeah. To, to be that guy and to keep that guy endearing mm-hmm. when he is so frustrating so much of the time. I think there's more going on there acting wise than you said, than you think. But, but again, I would also, I would give that show more awards for yeah. the show and for the, the writing, the yeah. writing yeah. Uh, which it has won in other, mm-hmm. in other awards. But Absolutely. we should also mention that Guillermo del Toro uh, won best director for The Shape of Water, mm-hmm. a film that I think, I didn't love all of the story elements, but it is extremely beautiful. Yeah, sure. Dazzling to look at. And yeah. I do think when the, and this happens with the Oscars too, they will often set aside best director for the most visually stunning movie mm-hmm. of the year, which I think I think this it qualifies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's notable that Gerwig was not even nominated Ugh. for a film that won uh, best comedy. It is It is hard to miss that. So the Globes, for many categories, divide between uh, drama and musical and comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Oscars do not. Is there any kind of signal of anything that could happen, or is this just an award show we just all saw? The Globes (laughs) are, I mean, the one thing I would say, and I, you know, I I don't think the Globes are very predictive at all, but I do think that there tends to be a little bit of momentum coming off of the Globes. So if you really hoped that three billboards was going to peter out. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's probably not going to. Or if you feared that it was going to peter out, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to. That's about as far as I would go. I think yeah. you always get more when you start looking at the way that the guilds are yeah. voting, the right. guild awards, because it's the same voters. Right. When you look at who's getting SAG awards and, you know, PGA awards and DGA yeah. awards and WGA awards, you're starting to talk about the same people who are voting for the Oscars. So those are significant, whereas the Hollywood Foreign Press, which is a relatively small group of foreign journalists, you know. So if you are, a, for example, a Call Me By Your Name stan, uh, you should not be discouraged. No, and there's, there's a long way to go. And yeah, there are a bunch yeah. of categories that the Oscars have that the that the Globes don't have and vice versa and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. And plus, you know, the Oscars now allow up to 10 Best Picture nominees. Yeah. So they could, in theory, nominate everything they nominated in drama and in comedy <laughs> or musical. But I don't think The Greatest Showman will say. be getting a Best Picture nomination Holmes makes a daring prediction. <laughs> it does feel, though, like one of the takeaways from this is what kind of momentum does Three Billboards have? Yeah. Is that now the front runner? Does that give you an opportunity to not only accelerate its momentum, but possibly have yeah. have that backlash kick in? I don't want to be the person who gets upset. So I will just say I do have great and enormous respect for Frances McDormand. So oh my gosh, good yeah. for her. I will imagine, as as Glenn said, I will imagine it's for various other things yep. <laughs> that she's done over the course of her career. And uh, I want to hear about your favorite and least favorite moments of the Golden Globes. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCHH or tweet us at PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show and of our long evening. We'll be back on Friday to talk about I, Tanya, as we mentioned. And until then, keep your trophies warm and your tippling glasses full. And if you have a second and you're so inclined, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps new folks to find the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Friday.